Hello and welcome back to the New Wine Ireland podcast. This week's episode is part two in our series with Ali Calvin. So if you missed last week, make sure to go and listen to that as well, where Ali talks with Simon Janou all about her move from Kilachandra to Kilkeel. This week was also recorded at the same online service held during lockdown at Marlin Parish Church, and Ali is sharing here from the book of Jeremiah. We hope that this message blesses, encourages, and challenges you. So as I was praying for what passage, Lord, do you want us to look at tonight uh, in this time together? I couldn't get past um, Jeremiah chapter 29. We've been doing a series of of Bible study evenings in Jeremiah and we're nowhere near Jeremiah 29 yet. Um, But I've been getting into um, the prophet Jeremiah. But God put this passage on my heart very clearly just uh, at the end of the coming into the new year, at the end of the year coming into the new year. And so um, we're going to look at it just for a few minutes tonight, this evening. Thank you, Simon. I take it you're doing those captions at the bottom. <laughs> so um, if I said to you, Jeremiah 29, 11, you would all know immediately, wouldn't you, what verse that is. You would say, ah, that's where I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And you'll see that in many people's homes on little plaques and pictures. You'll see it on people's coffee mugs. You'll see it just about everywhere. It's such a well-known verse. And, and sometimes, um, well, sometimes, you know, when somebody prays that over you, are thinking, oh, here we go again. Could they not get anything different? It's the one that's always pulled out. Uh, and so I kind of felt a wee bit like that this evening. But it's actually not that verse in particular that I want to look at because what I feel God was saying was we need to look at the verses before and the verses after that. What context is God speaking that well-known verse into? And so if you have your Bible, do turn to um, Jeremiah chapter 29. And, and the situation is this. Jeremiah has been prophesying to the people. He's been sharing God's word with the people for years. And uh, Jeremiah prophesied for over 40 years. His ministry lasted a long time. Uh, and really the thrust of his ministry, the thrust of the message that God gave him was always you're not doing what's right. You're not seeking God with your whole heart. You're not walking in his ways. Yes, sometimes you have this outward facade of worship, but you're not really seeking him with your whole heart. And he kept giving them this message that if they didn't turn back to God, if they didn't learn to walk in his ways, and if they didn't get wrong of, uh, rid of their wrong practices, that God would bring judgment on them. Now, that did not make Jeremiah very um, well loved in his community or popular uh, and they led many attacks on his life. They dug a pit and wanted to try to put him in it. They tried to kill him. He really wasn't a well-loved character uh, at all um, but he kept on no matter what the cost he kept on being faithful to the word of God. The people refused to listen. They refused to turn back to God and, and so eventually God brought judgment on them uh, as he had prophesied right at the beginning to Jeremiah from the north. Uh, the boiling cauldron if you remember tipping from the north and uh, this is the this is actually the, the nation of Judah. Israel's already in captivity. Assyria has already taken them into captivity and taken them over. And this is now the southern kingdom of Judah. Uh, and so they were carried then into exile by the Babylonians. So uh, in this part of in Jeremiah uh, chapter 29, Jeremiah is writing a letter to those of Judah who have been taken exile in to Babylon. Uh, and they will know now that the judgment that God has promised and what Isaiah had said did come true because they refused to turn back um, to God. So that's 
that's the story. They're, they're in Babylon and they're yearning to be back in Jerusalem again. They're yearning to be back home. They're yearning to be back at the temple. They're, they're yearning now to come back and do what God had called them to do and they had refused over all those years. And there have been false prophets. The chapter before is, is about false prophets uh, communicating with these people and telling them that the judgment's only going to last two years and, and then God is going to bring them back again. Um, but here we see Jeremiah um, writing to these people who've persecuted him, these people who've hated him. And yet he writes this lovely letter that is hope filled um, because Jeremiah is faithful to the word of God. Uh, regardless, I mean, and personally, he could have been saying, oh, well, let them uh, just let them wallow in, in their punishment. Why would I write words of hope to them? But God gives him the message and he's faithful. And that's what I love about Jeremiah. He's faithful um, to what God says to him, regardless of what reaction it gets from the people. Uh, and so he writes this letter. Um, so let's look at the letter. Beginning at verse four, Jeremiah 29, verse four, because Jeremiah in this letter is giving them some advice from God. So this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they, may, they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number and do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. So let's look at that little passage first of all. What's the advice that Jeremiah, that God through Jeremiah is given to the people in exile? Those people who are yearning, remember, to be home, uh, yearning to be back in Jerusalem, yearning to be back to normal, so to speak. Uh, and Jeremiah says, no, listen, settle down. When I read those verses, that song, you know, uh, find a girl, settle down. If you want, you can marry, comes to mind. That's what Jeremiah was saying to them. You know, settle down, build houses, plant gardens, marry, um, make a life for yourselves because this is 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 what God has for you at the moment, uh, and so make the most of it. Uh, and I couldn't help as I was uh, reading those verses. I'm one who can get very very frustrated about being housebound, about uh, being restricted by COVID regulations, and um, yeah, so that's been tough for me in some ways, but you know, this verse has reminded me, we just need to settle down, you know, and we need to settle ourselves into that this is where we're at, uh, and this is no surprise to God. And so we just need to do what we can do in this season and accept it as being from, from God's hand. So settle down, build your houses, uh, uh, make the most of it, basically, is what Jeremiah is saying to them. Uh, and then he says, you know, marry. Now, I'm not taking that as a literal word, <laughs> but increase in number and do not decrease. And I was like, what are you saying um, to the church through that, Lord? And, and I just wonder if the Lord might be saying, you know, okay, this is a strange season and things aren't as they usually are. It may feel to some extent like you're in captivity, um, but don't decrease. 
Uh, and, and I believe that the Lord is saying to the church, don't decrease in this season. Yes, we might look different when we get back again, um, but increase. And I think the number of people who are tuning in to things like this and lots of other um, stuff that's going on all over the internet, you know, we could well see with hindsight and maybe from heaven's perspective one day uh, that a number of people actually have come to faith, that the church is being built even in this season, that the church is increasing and not decreasing. So let's trust uh, God in that process uh, and give him thanks for that. So increase, do not decrease. Of course, if you want to do that, literally go ahead. There's plenty of time in lockdown if you're married. Yeah. So, and then, so he says, settle down, increase in number, do not decrease then verse seven he says seek the peace and prosperity seek peace and prosperity of the city where i've planted you where i have carried you into exile pray to the lord for it because if it prospers you will prosper too and so again two little things that, that jeremiah is saying to the people god saying to the people seek peace seek peace Yes, he's saying here, seek the peace of Babylon, the country that you've been carried into in exile. Um, but I wonder, as we feel in that some kind of an exile type situation, is God saying to us uh, as Christians, listen, seek peace. Seek peace in the midst of this. Seek peace in the unknown and the turmoil of all that is going on around us, Brexit, COVID, whatever else. Uh, whatever your particular situation is, hear those words of the Lord, seek peace, seek peace. Because if we believe that God is the God of peace and the peace that passes all understanding, then friends, even in a pandemic like we're experiencing, experiencing at the minute, there, there's actually no room for anxiety. And there's no room for fear. Because if we trust the Lord, yeah, and we trust that he's got this situation in his hands and we trust that he loves us, his people, uh, then we need to be seeking his peace rather than putting up with anxiety and fear. Uh, and rather than settling with, oh, well, it is just such an anxious time for everybody and everybody's so afraid. And I know it's real and I know the threats are real, but we can still live this and we can walk this in peace because we know a God who is in control of all things. We know a God who is sovereign. And I believe he's saying to us at this time, just seek my peace. Yeah, Don't get carried away by the fear and the anxiety that you see all around you. Seek my peace and pray. Pray for your country. Pray for the country that you've been planted in. Uh, and we're uh, you know, praying for Northern Ireland, praying for the government here at this time that they might have God's wisdom, praying that our country will still prosper despite COVID and, and Brexit and all of that. Let's let's really pray for that. So seeking peace and praying um, that where we are may prosper. And then there's a really important we, we word here as well, where Jeremiah says to them, um, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to them for they're telling you lies. Uh, and this was a very serious situation where prophets were actually prophesying in the name of the Lord. And they were saying this, this is only going to last two years. And, and Jeremiah says, listen, they're telling you lies. Don't listen to them. Now, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, it, I think for me, one of the biggest things, my biggest issues in our world today is I just don't know what to believe sometimes anymore. You know, you read stuff on one hand and stuff on the other hand and, you know, 
you have people saying, oh, the number of people dying of COVID is not really as bad as they're making out, you know, because they're just putting anybody who dies down to COVID if they've had COVID at all in the last 28 days. And uh, and then you're hearing people say, no, no, it's really serious. If you could see what, what we see, you'd take it so much more seriously. You've got all the conspiracy theories. You've got uh, uh, then in America, all the stuff that's going on there and you don't know what to believe. Um, and there's so much um, on the internet and so much on Facebook. And you know what? you don't know what to believe and you know I think those words of Jeremiah ring um, very true for us in our world today listen don't let other people deceive you don't let some of the lies and the conspiracy theories and the stuff that's going on around you deceive you rather listen for the word of God listen to God and let him speak into the situation because it's only his word that will carry truth and will carry hope uh, and so that's what we see then Jeremiah doing. He says, this is what the Lord says. So forget about all those um, false prophets. Forget about the lies that they're telling you. Listen to what God's saying. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. Now, I don't imagine that's really what the people wanted to hear. And I guess if somebody told us that COVID is going to have us in lockdown for 70 years, we wouldn't be very happy either. And I'm not saying that, so don't ever think that that's what I'm saying tonight. Um, but what I'm saying here is that God had his time scale on this and his time scale for them in captivity was 70 years. Now, that is not what they would have wanted to hear. And I'll be honest with you, I was just fit to be tied when I heard that we were going into another lockdown. I thought, I'm here nearly a year now, and the whole time has been in lockdown. God, when is this going to come to an end? Um, and then God reminds me that his timescale is not necessarily ours. He knows the beginning and he knows the end, um, but we've got to trust him for his timing because his timing is perfect. And he's saying to these people, listen, it's going to be 70 years, uh, but, but, there's a promise and there's a promise of hope in the midst of that. Yeah, it's going to be a long time in exile. It's going to be longer than you thought. It's going to be longer than you wanted. But don't fear and don't despair because like then we get verse 11, the one we all know so well. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And you see, God was saying that to them even in exile. He was saying, just settle in and make the most of this. In this situation, I am still doing stuff in you and through you. I'm doing stuff that is preparing you. I'm molding you. I'm making you. I'm shaping you. This is not wasted time. I'm at work in this. Just trust me and what I'm doing will be for your, to give you hope and a future. This will prosper you eventually. And then... You know, when you think about them 70 years, that meant for some of the older people, they were never going to get back to Jerusalem. They were never going to be home again. They were going to die in exile. But we have to ask ourselves the question, why did God send them into exile? And the question and the reason was because they weren't seeking him and they weren't listening to him and they had walked away from him. So if those people who went into exile and we're never going to get back to Jerusalem again because they would die in exile. But if they encountered the Lord in that time and if they did, did turn back to him and did start to seek his face, even if they died in Babylon, wouldn't it have been worth it to be in the exile in order to finally 
be saved and finally um, come home to God, even if they never got back uh, to Jerusalem. So God's working out his purposes in all of this and even in all of the pain of this present situation. And I know some people have been really badly affected by it. But even in that all, let's trust in a God who is always working things out in a way that prospers us, in a way that gives us hope and a future. And that he's not doing any of this uh, to harm us. And then verse 12, and God says, when, when I bring you back, yeah. When you come back into Jerusalem, you're going to come back. It's kind of what I've been saying as well. You're going to come back a healthier people. Because when you come back, you will call upon me. And you will come and pray to me and I will listen. See, God's saying once you've come out of exile, you're going to come back a very different people. You're going to come back a people who are longing to pray, a people who are calling on me, a people who want to hear my voice. And oh, I pray that for us Tonight, for our churches, for Christian people all over the world, may this time of exile, time of COVID for us be a wake-up call. May it inspire us to come back and to really seek God, to call upon his name and pray to him more intensely and more intently than we have ever done before. That would really be worth it all if we come out of this as a stronger, healthier church who are seeking God and are hungrier um, for his presence. Um, it goes on, and, and this for me is, is, is the verse, if you like, if I was to pick one verse to speak on this, would be it. You will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I'm wondering in these days if God isn't saying to us and, and to his people, Come on, seek me with your whole heart. Don't settle for what you've known before. Don't settle for second best. Don't settle for other people telling you the word of God. You know, Jeremiah has been a prophet and he's, he served his purpose. But now God's saying to his people, you need to all seek me. You need to seek me for yourself. You, you will seek me and you'll find me. When you seek me with all your heart. And then it goes on to say, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will be found by you and will bring you back from captivity. And, and I love the little kind of image that I have in my head when I read that verse of, have you ever played hide and seek with children? You know, and you find this really good place. Uh, and you're hiding and it's taken them absolutely ages to find you and at first you're sitting there going ha that will keep them seeking for a while but then after that it kind of oh come on hurry up and find me you know look here uh, and you're you're starting to get a little bit impatient that they actually would find you and God's in here I want to be found by you I will be found by you it's my heart's desire that you will find me you know but you have to want me enough to seek me you have to want me enough to go after my presence. Um, but when you do that with your whole heart, when you want it badly enough, then you will find me. Uh, uh, I just want to speak then for just a couple of minutes about how we might do that. So it's all right saying we need to seek God's presence. But how practically can we do that? Well, <clears throat> I think it's important that we learn to seek God just to enjoy his presence. Okay, so not coming with our list of prayer requests or our demands of what we want them to do or telling them to hurry up and get this thing over and, and all the rest of it. We just come to seek his presence. For me, 
I do that in two main ways. The first way is that I put on music, worship music, uh, and I just try to block everything else out. And I try just to get into the Lord's presence. It's almost like switching um, realms, if you like, moving from this world into the spiritual realm. And, you know, there's just a fine curtain between this realm and the spiritual realm. And if we can just move uh, through the curtain, if you like, um, into God's presence and before his throne room and just enjoy being with him. Uh, not necessarily even asking him for anything in an initial phase, but just enjoying giving him the glory. And he's worthy of our of our worship. He's worthy just of us dwelling in his presence and just saying, Lord, we just enjoy you. We just enjoy this place where we are before your throne and we give you glory and we honour you, Lord, and we exalt your holy name. And sometimes it's just even silence, but just sitting, knowing uh, that we're in his presence. That works for me sometimes is the, the music and sometimes for me the other way there are different ways but I'll just tell you to uh, the other way is just going for a beautiful walk in in nature and I know maybe some of you are more restricted as about where you can go at the moment but sometimes for me it, it's just walking uh, and as I walk I tune everything else out and I just tune into God and just you know it's literally you're walking away from the everyday and you're walking into the presence of God and then you walk with God and it doesn't even so matter much if he speaks or or anything like that, or if I pray, but it's just being with him. So, but then there is the there is the seeking God through his word, you know, and, and it's really important that we do come to his word. But an awful lot of us fall into the trap of just reading his word because uh, we know we should, um, because we need to tick off our daily reading schedule for the day and all of that. Um, but really learning to come to the word with an open heart, saying, God, I'm coming to your word, but I, I don't just want to read it for knowledge, although I do want that, but I really, really want to hear you through it. I really want you to speak into my heart through this. Lord, I want the Rema word, the now word uh, that you would have me here today for my encouragement, for my building up and strengthening, to challenge me to bring me back in step with you, or maybe the word that you would have me hold in my heart so that I can share it with somebody else. Um, but really engaging with God through his word in a way that we that we really hear him um, speak and bring it alive uh, to us. And then obviously the other way to really seek God is to pray to, and to really pour our hearts out to him. Um, but we've become very good at, at praying and presenting our requests and petitions, and, and there's a place to do that. Um, but there's also a place then in prayer and um, if we really want to get to know somebody um, we'll not get to know them if we talk all the time. So there's a place to listen and just be quiet and say, OK, God, you know, I, I've, I've brought my prayers and petitions and requests to you. Now, is there anything that you want to say to me? And I suppose there's a whole that's a whole journey, isn't it, of learning how to recognise God's voice and, and learning um, to discern his voice, which is more than we can deal with in this, but just really want to encourage you that God does want to speak uh, and he does speak to his people. And in this season, I think more than anything else, he's just calling us to seek him. And I do believe you may have heard me say this on another little podcast, but I think the things that we've known before are not going to be enough for the season that we're walking into. And that's why we need fresh revelation of God. We need that that fresh manna. We need the new thing. And it's not going to contradict the old thing. It's just going to be a step deeper. Uh, and God's going to give us um, new revelation 
Uh, again, in some ways, there's nothing new under the sky, but, you know, his way forward in all of this. Uh, and we must be really careful not just to do the things we've always done before and think they'll work. Oh, we've done Bibles to be like this before, therefore, you know, we just keep doing that. Uh, but there's, it really is a time or we've always worshipped like this. So therefore, we'll just keep doing that. Um, but uh, really, uh, just a time for saying, OK, God, where are you leading? What do you want us to do, God? What's on your heart? How would you do this in this season? How do you want us to do this in this season? You've been listening to the New Wine Ireland podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and have been challenged by what has been shared. Thank you for joining us and we hope you'll tune in again next week.